WPHT, WPHT, HD, WOGL, HD3, Philadelphia. Always live on the free Odyssey app. From the Sherry Hill Volvo Studios, where relationships matter. Live and local from Philadelphia. Free speech lives here. It's Kale and Company on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. And away we go. Live on this Tuesday, November 7th. It is indeed Kale and Company Election Day here on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. We are always live on the free Odyssey app and, of course, streaming live. For your video viewing pleasure on YouTube. With you for the next four hours as we head until 10 o'clock this morning. 855-839-1210, the phone number. Twitter and Instagram. The radio station at 1210 WPHT. I am at Nick Kale. K-A-Y-A-L. Don Stenzlin with the news. Greg Stocker, the chairman of the board. Anthony Dorenzo, Phil Almquist, our associate producers. What a loaded show we have for you today. Dawn, good morning. How are you? Good morning. Happy Tuesday, Election Day. It is. It is also a, if the narrative doesn't fit, you don't say, shh. I can't really get that last word out. <laughs> Sugar snappers. Just got to cut it off right there. Gregory, how are you? I just want to say <clears throat> that if you, at on uh, November 7th, have your Christmas decorations up, you need to reexamine your life. I agree. Stop. Stop. The stores I, have them up. I was driving in today, this morning, in the wee hours of the morning, and there's Christmas lights up, and I'm just like, no, yeah, we, no. We, once Halloween comes and goes, we skip Thanksgiving and go right to Christmas. It is outrageous. <laughs> so you want your Christmas decorations up for, what, three months? Because nobody takes them down until mid-January. So where do we send these people? Gaza? Gitmo. Gitmo. Is that, still, is that still a thing? <laughs> How do you know that they didn't just have them up all year they probably and they just did. plugged them in? Also a violation as well. <laughs> By the way, it's 6.03 and I see we're not live yet on YouTube. So I was wondering about hoping, that. Uh, hoping we get this uh, squared away soon. Yeah. I mean, I know Phil's coming from uh, Monday Night Football and he was at the Jets game, so it was a long night for him. Oh, boy. Which raises the other question, why you would actually go see the Jets on Monday Night Football. <laughs> do you want to see him score four points? Good Lord. <laughs> Uh, but we got a lot of good stuff to get to this morning. Finally, a manifesto gets released. Also, if you were expecting the White House to condemn what happened on Saturday night in front of the gates, eh, you didn't get what you were hoping for, nor were any arrests made. We'll get to that story. Mr. Norcross has released an official statement after what transpired at Lincoln Financial Field on Sunday. Everything you need to know in Pennsylvania and New Jersey for the election and a whole bunch more. But before we get to all of that, let's get to the news. Round number one, 604. And for that, the great Don Stensland. Yes, good morning. This is Tuesday, Election Day, November 7th. So polls opening early, staying open late, a beautiful 71-degree sunny day. No excuses, at least weather-wise. For anybody to not vote today on this election day and a lot uh, a lot at stake here as we think about the the one choosing the 100th mayor in Philadelphia Sherelle Parker is uh, suspected of being the winner since we're a seven to one registration but David O making uh, making his pitch to Philadelphia voters so we have that going on a big Supreme Court uh, state Supreme Court judge 
uh, justice um, race. That's a big one in many local races. I know we'll talk about all of this. Is it too close? To, is it too close to call Dawn for the mayoral <laughs> race? Is it too early to call it a that, official? It's definitely too early to okay, call. Okay, I'm it. just checking. Um, most uh, so-called mainstream media says abortion is on the ballot. That's okay. the the headline for <clears throat> for you know Dan McCaffrey v the Republican Judge uh, Carolyn Carluccio who has been on WPHT a lot over the last couple of months, but uh, she, you know, she says no, that abortion is not, that's, that's not the case, but that's the headline and the talking point. Mm. I think parental rights are a big thing today as well. Yeah, parental rights for sure in the suburbs, as yep. we look at Montgomery County, Delaware County, Chester County, and then as well as far as the state Supreme High Court Justice, on that one, if you think about it, it the the big um, the biggest issues are looking at election rules mm. and regulations, and so that that I think is a as, is a bigger one. Very I true. Mean, Democrats obviously have the majority on the state supreme court. Well, you know, I digress. But let's talk about what's going on in Philadelphia, in the city of Philadelphia. And by the way, D. A. Larry Krasner uh, holding a news conference saying yeah, he's making sure he has uh, dozens of ADAs and different officials from. His office, from the district attorney's office, making sure that democracy and voting will be protected across Philadelphia polling places. Mm. So if you see something, they definitely want you to say something. However, uh, as far as elderly, senior citizens, etc., they were advised maybe they should go along with somebody, have a voting pal, just to be safe. Right. So we're going to ensure the integrity of the elections with safety. We just won't ensure the citizens' safety in your reign over the city when it comes to crime. Very interesting stance he takes here late in his tenure. Yeah, so uh, this morning as well, we're learning more about this 18-year-old boy in critical condition this morning after being shot eight times in Philadelphia. So police say they found the boy suffering from, or the young, the teen, eight, just turned 18, suffering from eight gunshot wounds throughout his body right near 1800 East Schiller Street. This is in the Kensington section of philadelphia the victim transported to the hospital by police officers they did not wait for for an ambulance and this too often is the case for them and so they they rushed him to the hospital where he was in critical condition police say they're holding a man as a prisoner that may be uh the victim who was shot but they're not identifying the victim or clarifying whether the man being held as a prisoner is the victim or a suspect in a shooting so they're trying to get clarification on that one. Two guns recovered at the scene, according to Philadelphia police. So that that's the the latest uh, shooting of a of a teenager in Philadelphia. We also have um, prosecutors casting John Doherty, Johnny Doc, as uh, as betraying his union brethren um, in his opening in the opening statements of federal prosecutors. His defense attorneys, however, say. He made some honest mistakes. I thought the Philadelphia Inquirer had a great, they did have a great line this morning as they said this this second embezzlement trial that opened up yesterday could shape up to be death by a thousand target receipts. Whoa, death by receipts. By, by the target receipt. That was a great line. Yeah, that's kind of the way we take people out on this show, death by receipts, don't we not? <laughs> oh, well put. Because you know, we keep the receipts here. Well put. Yeah. Well, Philadelphia, speaking of uh, receipts, we have the update. Philadelphia Eagles responding after power broker and businessman George Norcross says he was thrown out of Sunday's Eagles game against the Dallas Cowboys. 
for, of course, displaying an American Israeli flag over a sweet wall, the one that he pays for at Lincoln Financial Field. So the team now releasing a statement says Norcross was ejected for becoming, quote, physically and verbally abusive. Physically. Which, which is what you said yesterday, Nick. Well, you, yes, I did. Thought, I, I thought the hand on the security guard from the yes. footage looked like I, I thought it, I couldn't be seeing things. Yeah. Tape don't lie. Okay, he put it. He he put a hand on him. Oh, I'm not saying I'm not saying I, mean, I would have ejected him. I'm just saying what the what the tape shows. Okay. You could leave it open for interpretation. Uh, Mr. Norcross claims he was asked to leave because he refused to take down the flag. But Eagles officials say they have a stadium policy that states that signs with any kind of non-game messaging cannot be hung from stadium suites. I read you the stadium yesterday. Mm-hmm. It it is up to their discretion. So Norcross, um, and we I know we have the statements, and you'll read them. Yep. So we'll get to all of that moving forward. But that's that's the latest with that one. And of course, a lot of fireworks as far as Donald J. Trump uh, in court yesterday. And so we'll certainly talk about that one. We have Joel Embiid making 76ers franchise history wow. yesterday. So. I am just here to serve you. I can't do that Joe Conklin does such a great imitation of him. But uh, has has the most 45-plus points, 10-plus rebounds, 5-plus assist games in Sixers franchise history. I know. Are you laughing at my imitation? No, no, no I'm, laugh- I'm laughing that you said nobody can do it as good as Joe Conklin. It's debatable. Oh, wow. Oh. No, no, I'm just, no, no. Holy I, crap. I'm just, I'm just saying. I say, Joe, nobody does it better. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'll make sure I mention this to Conklin next time I see him at Zioli's uh, Comedy Night. (laughs) At Parks. Yeah. Hey, Greg Stocker thinks you're overrated, bro. No, Greg Stocker did not say that. How dare you? (laughs) Greg Stocker just said some impressions are better than others. That's all he said. (laughs) I love it. Um, But, uh, yeah, Sixers, we were favored against the uh, Wizards. I mean the Wizards, come on. The Wizards. They weren't so magical. Washington Wizards. So anyway, anyway, they're five and one now, six and one, yeah, five and so one, yeah, five and one, yeah. yeah. J- James Harden, who? Yeah, good, good. I mean, be gone, Nick. Five and one. It's come on. Is it too early to call the playoffs a guarantee <laughs> right now for the Sixers? Well, the next, uh, their next game, I think, is against the Celtics, who are also five and one. Uh, so. That means we'll lose. Yeah, yeah. Awesome. So we are sponsored this morning in our news, sports, and weather. We are sponsored by. Consumer cellular. What was that? No, 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 no. But I, I just wanted to let everybody know we're back up on YouTube. So, oh, we're back. Yeah. So uh, Hi. at about six oh five. Hello. Doesn't look like my. Oh, there we go. Yeah, everybody wave to the camera. Everybody it wave. It didn't look like my camera was good working, but morning. Now we are. Some would say that's a good thing. <laughs> Ouch. Sorry, consumer cellular. <laughs> yes, consumer cellular on this uh, sports and weather forecast here. We had, uh, by the way, the score, if I didn't give it, was uh, 128 to 146, Sixers with the 146. It's, it's the opposite. It's the, it's the bigger number on top. <laughs> it's going to be a show today, well, Okay, so Get what ready. Is, so wait, who's Newest on top? Who was on second? So the, the winner is on top. I know, but I'm reading it. I'm reading it right off of, like, oh, NBC, oh, and it says... Oh, yeah. 128 to 146. All that matters Wizards, is the, o- the overhit. I just <laughs> was looking at it. Okay. Sixers are on top mm-hmm. with 146. Yeah, don't take his guff, on. Just just steamroll everybody. <laughs> it's a steamroll Tuesday. It's 612 and I'm surly already. <laughs> yes. I did that on purpose because I just I love to mess with I her. bring it. He brings <laughs> <laughs> So Consumer Cellular, thank you for sponsoring our news this morning. 
offering the exact same nationwide 5G coverage as the major carriers, even in bumper-to-bumper traffic. Their 100% U.S.-based support is just a click away or a call away. Plus, activation is always free. Visit ConsumerCellular.com and switch today. NBC10 first alert forecast. You're going to love this Tuesday Election Day forecast. 71 degrees and sunny for your Tuesday. Obviously, the sun sets earlier, so it'll be dark if you're voting if you're still voting um, until, what, 8 o'clock tonight? Yep. But so it, it really gets dark around 6. So maybe try to vote earlier, I would say, if you don't like to vote in the dark. But um, that this is the warmest day of the week by far. So we're still sunny and a slight chance of rain for you tomorrow, a little chillier tomorrow. But today, no rain in the forecast. This is Kale & Company News Live. All right, Dawn, thank you very much. 6.13 on this Tuesday morning as we get ready for another Big Take. The Big Take on Kale and Company. Okay, the big take this morning, the Nashville Manifesto. I lived in Nashville, Tennessee from February of 2018 through August of 2022 before I moved right back up here to start this show. My daughters, Olivia and Mia, as well as Kristen, still live in Nashville, Tennessee. So when the breaking news came out on March 27th of 2023 that there was a school shooting in Nashville, I immediately became invested, hoping that it was not my daughter's elementary school. I quickly realized that it was not, but it was merely 20 minutes from where my kids go to school. So yesterday, the motives and the details finally came to light as the Nashville shooter's alleged manifesto was leaked to the American public. And if this leak is factually correct, it is far more disturbing than we could have possibly imagined, and we now know why the government had yet to show us, and why the media had bailed on this story very quickly. Simply put, it does not fit the narrative. The lamestream media will fall over their own faces to cover this story if it is a straight white cis male, if it's a man wearing a red hat, if he is a conservative, a Republican, a Second Amendment supporter, or if they just share conservative views on social media. If the victims are minorities or if a different gender is involved, a sexual orientation is different or a religion is different, all under the victim umbrella. But what happens when the violator is a transgender female and the victims are white children? Well, you have the Nashville shooter and the disturbed manifesto of a deranged, mentally ill person who took the bait from all of the media and the left to perpetuate the belief that white people are evil. So who was under attack on March 27th, 2023? It was innocent children and school employees. But remember what Corrine Jean-Pierre said? Well, I do, and I have the receipts. Let's hear from our White House press secretary, KJP, and the administration, and who their hearts went out to on that tragic day. Listen and watch. And one of the things that we saw during the midterm elections is that People don't want their freedoms to be taken. They want us to fight for their freedoms. And so it is shameful, it is disturbing, and uh, our hearts go out to uh, the the trans community as they are under attack right now. She actually says that with a straight face, straight from the binder, straight to your television or audio device. Quote, our hearts go out to the trans community. And why is it this way? Well, the answer is simple. The FBI and the Biden administration has made it crystal clear. The government deems MAGA supporters to be the most serious domestic terror threat to the nation, 
While they actively tried to conceal the motivations and the manifestations of a child murderer who was hell-bent on a shooting spree after hearing the radical left and their rhetoric on the evils of white people. And let's keep this in mind. Much like East Palestine, Ohio, Joe Biden never went to Nashville after the school shooting. He was just in Maine, though, just recently for that shooting. And why is that? Well, the shooting doesn't fit the narrative. But the Maine shooting did fit the narrative. And if it doesn't match the agenda and it doesn't check the right boxes, this administration acts as if it never existed. But Joe Biden was asked about this last March when it happened. And let's take a trip down memory lane. Here's Joe. Listen and watch. Oh, we don't have that. Okay, well, Joe basically makes a joke out of it. And Josh Hawley says it's a major issue in this country. And then Joe tries to scoff it off and basically say, "Uh, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I haven't been informed of this situation just yet. But we were all informed yesterday with the American public. Steven Crowder, host of Louder with Crowder, was the source who broke the news on Monday and revealed the photos of the manifesto. And when it comes to these hideous tragedies, I strongly believe that we should never show the face or the name of the perpetrator again. I'm very consistent with that. I shared that with you in the last two weeks with the main shooting, especially after that they've been apprehended, they've been killed by the authorities, they've been arrested by the authorities, or they take their own life like a bunch of cowards. But I also believe we should show the victims' names and the photos in remembrance of their lives and what their families will have to endure for the rest of their lives. But we should absolutely share the shooter's manifesto, and it should be public. There's no reason to hide anything. There's nobody to protect. The American citizens deserve to know so that they can understand what went into such a disgusting act. The Nashville shooter had a serious hatred of, quote, those little crackers, end quote, and children with, quote, white privilege. Now, I'm going to read a few of the transcripts from the shooter's manifesto here, If you're watching on YouTube, you can see it for yourself, and you will see the notebook. So go to YouTube.com slash at 1210WPHT. According to one page of the manifesto, which was dated February 3rd, 2023, the shooter writes the following, quote, kill those kids, quote, those crackers, quote, going to private fancy schools, quote, with those fancy khakis and sports backpacks. Quote, with their daddy's Mustangs and convertibles. Quote, F you little S words. I had to clean that up for the radio. Quote, D words with your mop yellow hair. Quote, want to kill all you little crackers. Quote, bunch of little F words. Quote, with your white privilege. Quote, F you Fs. And I had to clean that one up as well. It's very disturbing if you have seen the images or if you're watching right now on YouTube. And that's just one page that I read for you. And it's election day today. And there's no way the government wanted this leak to occur, especially right before an election. They never wanted this revealed at all. And now you know why. Because it doesn't fit the narrative. And that's the big take. The big take on Kale and Company. 
All right, big take this morning. If you want to jump in, thoughts and reaction, 855-839-1210 is the phone number, 855-839-1210. You can get involved on Twitter and Instagram at 1210WPHD. And, of course, on YouTube, just go to YouTube.com slash at 1210WPHD. Hit the like and subscribe buttons and be a part of the Kalen Company comment community. We'll get thoughts and reaction to this story on the other side. And also, we have an update from the White House and the Secret Service, as well as Mr. Norcross's statement following Sunday's debacle in his suite at the Eagles game. It's all still ahead. It's a busy first hour of Kale and Company as we continue live on a Tuesday morning. Nick Dawn and Greg, Talk Radio 1210 WPHD. Uh, as the weather gets colder, the NFL offers stay hot on FanDuel Sportsbook in partnership with Valley Forge Casino. Because right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. That's $150 if your team wins. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action. The one I like, since the Eagles are in a bye week uh, this weekend, is San Francisco over Jacksonville. Uh, the money line is uh, minus 164 for San Francisco. Uh, place a $5 bet, you can get $150 in bonus bets if you if and when you win. I love the FanDuel app. It's so easy to use. There's, there's a wide range of betting options, including spreads, player props, over-unders, and so much more. Visit FanDuel.com slash Greg. FanDuel.com slash Greg this NFL season. FanDuel Sportsbook is the official partner of 1210 WPHT and is the official partner of the NFL. 21 and over, President of PA. First online room money wager only. $5 pregame money line wager required. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued is not withdrawable bonus bets that expire seven days after receipt. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem. Call 1 800 Gambler. It's Kale and Company on demand. Talk Radio 1210 WPHT and the free Odyssey app. Kale and Company as we continue live Tuesday morning. Election day. A lot of things hanging in the balance in quote and off election year. David O will officially be eliminated by about 9.30 this morning. (laughs) He'll be golfing with me at 11. Uh, Of course, we got a lot hanging in the balance, both in Pennsylvania, both in New Jersey. School boards uh, will try to make sense of what's kind of up for grabs. Within both states, uh, obviously, parental rights, uh, a big thing in Central Bucks. We'll get into that as well. Uh, and also some follow-ups, really some updates here in the first hour. Uh, we'll give you George Norcross's statement following what happened Sunday at Lincoln Financial Field. And then also uh, what the White House and Secret Service have yet to do in regards to the pro-Palestinian protesters Saturday night at the White House. But I do want to just follow up a little bit here from the big take on the Nashville Manifesto and the shooter that was released yesterday, that information. Um, Don't want to mention uh, the shooter's name because I don't want to give that person any credit, even though they're long gone. But I just find it amazing. You know, yesterday before, like I was I forget where I was driving yesterday and I saw um, I was at a red light. I checked my phone. I saw that the the Nashville shooter manifesto was like the number one trend on across Uh, all of uh, Twitter, now known as X. And I thought, boy, without seeing any of the details yet or who's breaking it, my first thought was interesting timing for the release of this information because I thought it was going to come from the government or perhaps a source within mainstream media because it's the day before an election, and I'm thinking the left, the Dems, and the media, they want to sell the fear of you know white people being the devil and everybody should be afraid of white people before the election – But this actually came from what I believe is a host who is, I don't know, he's got like 2 million followers. Personally, I've never heard of the guy, um, but I believe he does do like, quote, conservative talk radio or conservative broadcasts, whatever medium he is on. Uh, And I mentioned his name in the big take. 
And somehow this guy had access and got sources and apparently, allegedly, let's, let's be careful with that because it still hasn't been confirmed at this moment, uh, that he was able to release three pages of the manifesto. And if you saw it on YouTube that we were broadcasting it, Phil had one of the pictures up that I was reading verbatim, some of the quotes. I mean, it is deeply disturbing, and it is deranged, and it is, I mean, let's be honest. We are now, what, um, eight months almost, seven and a half months removed from that tragedy? And if this individual, assuming this is all factually true, and I wanted to, I didn't tweet I, I think they it is confirmed. They verified. Okay, it. I, I didn't want to Nash- tweet about it last right, night. Mm-hmm. Right on the Nashville police verified it, that that it is true. Okay, and they they they're aware of it. They're I I believe so far what has been released they believe belief yes. is authentic. Um, I think the media. I think what's happening here is that the media wants to verify it through the police. Yes. Um. So. I think there's a little bit of that going on, but I think what you sh- what you've shown in your big take, you can be confident yeah. that that's the real thing. Okay, uh, it said the latest I had here from Fox News was that Nashville authorities are aware, aware of the yeah. purported leak. Uh, they also say that this was uh, calculated and planned. Uh, we are aware of the assertion, although the photographs are not Metro Nashville Police Department crime scene images. So somebody somehow, some way was able to take these images or get these pictures and get it to this guy who broke it as a big story. And it was the biggest story yesterday on social media. And I think the big takeaway for me with this story is make no mistake about it. If this was a man wearing a MAGA hat with a rifle, we would have known and seen the manifesto before Easter. But this is a transgendered individual that, let's face it. You heard Kareem Jean-Pierre. You know what the administration likes to spin. You know what the mainstream media likes to tell you with their slant. The trans community is under attack. Yet this was a trans student or a former student that went into a school and murdered innocent children. And I believe that the FBI, the Biden administration, the local authorities, the media, they never wanted this released because flat out, point blank, it doesn't fit the narrative. And this is, again, and let's just go back to two weeks ago. Let's go back to the main shooting. How quickly did we find out that that shooter retweeted a post from Tucker Carlson? We found out quickly, right? Now, this guy didn't apparently have a manifesto, but we got a lot of details in in very quick order and quick fashion. Yet here we are once again, selectively picking and choosing which shooters we discuss, who gets the most coverage, which story gets shoved to the back burner, and then making these under-attack claims, who's under attack constantly, so forth and so on. But I got to tell you, Don, this was so obvious to me, like all along. We, we would not know today, right now, if, if, it, was, um, if it wasn't for this person. And there's going to be an investigation. Some, somebody's going to be in trouble for sending this out. But uh, the, the cover has been blown, so to speak. Yeah, I, I imagine now this, this, so this so-called manifesto was found in the, in the killer's vehicle, right? Yep. And I imagine anybody who saw it, and then thinks about the fact that this happened last March is outraged. I mean, think about being in that community and the outrage you would feel as as a community member, no matter who you are. And to think that this, you know, th- these were little nine-year-old little kids. Mm-hmm. One of them was um, a target, Hallie Scruggs, the pastor's daughter. That's correct. And the pastor was counseling this mentally troubled, you know, 
individual who was obviously much more dangerous and volatile than anybody realized. But this is a hate crime. And and based on, you know, what you were talking about in, in the big take, think about it. This let's take Hallie. Hallie was a little nine year old girl who was a victim of a hate crime and she was targeted because she was a little white girl. Mm-hmm. Well, she had white privilege. Right. And she's a little so cracker. She, she was. So she's a victim of racism mm-hmm. and a hate crime. Yep. I'm just, you know, turning this as what it would be called if she were, you know, an African-American child. Oh, yeah. Right. And, yep. and, and um, you know, and, and let's say she were a trans or an LGBT. So the point is, it doesn't matter to me mm-hmm. what community you're in. Yeah. If you're a killer, you're a killer. Right. And if you're a victim, you know, God forbid, mm-hmm. nine year old little kids. And then the others, weren't they like people in their in their 60s? Right. If I recall. Correctly. Yeah, there was I think one was a janitor and one was a teacher. There um, were a few adults that were killed in this. Yeah. Look, so, um, yeah, 60 year old head of school, Catherine Coons, 61 year old Cynthia Peak. And I believe Michael, Mr. Michael Hill in his 60s, he was, I believe, a custodian. Correct. Like to your point. And then the three little nine year old kids. Mm hmm. Evelyn, Hallie, and William. Yep. Where where was all the coverage about right. them? The media only cares when the shooter is a white man and the victims are anybody other than a white man. That's the only thing they care about. And if those two don't line up, they move on from it. And if those two certainly don't line up, the government, the left, the Biden administration, the federal agencies that get involved, they feel like they are not compelled to tell you and this is apparently still going on in a court battle, I guess, between the parents and uh, the school and a few other individuals that have been brought up in the suit. And this is something that could be tied up in litigation for many more months, if not years. So without that leak from that anonymous source to that guy who reported it yesterday and, and darn near broke social media today, we, we do not know just how deranged this shooter that is now no longer alive was. Well, a lot of times that in, I would say, OK, first of all, if it was in evidence somewhere that that's a possible leak. But what's more likely was that with lawsuits, there are copies of this. All the lawyers mm-hmm. have to get copies. All that's the true. defendants have to get copies. And so I suspect if I'm going to say the usual suspects, I would say a court leak mm-hmm. because all of those clients, all of those attorneys, the attorneys paralegals their assistants oh yeah you know there are a lot of people who would then see this and you have to get it a lot of trees are killed in law offices by the way a lot of paper gets printed in law offices this is true (laughs) trust me they also make money that way too when they print it out you have to like as a as a reporter yep if i go and ask city hall if i or a court i i pay for those documents yep but yeah i I would say that's your your likely leak but i i I kind of chuckle at the fact that they're the mayor vows an investigation into how this was leaked uh-huh. yeah. and not yeah, John you know, Cooper. Oh, my God. He's another empty suit. Uh, let's grab a call quick and then we'll move on to some other updates. Let me get uh, Ray in Warminster in here who has some thoughts. Ray, good morning. How are you, sir? Yeah, this is this is tragic beyond belief, you know, how how the uh, authorities uh, withheld that information. Uh, you know, and I, I thought it was Trump supporters that were supposed to be the unhinged ones, but no, my, I don't know if this comment really makes sense. So if I get off track, bear with me. Mm-hmm. Do you know who a guy named Jimmy Carr is? The comedian? Yes. Greg does, yes. Okay. So, 
so he was on Joe Rogan, right? And he said something that I think has a lot of weight with what's going on in this world. One thing we're lacking anymore is, is, is humor and the ability to, to be fun with each other. And he said Hitler took that away in World War II. He didn't like it because it made us human. All these people that are that do things like this, they're, they're, they lack a level of, 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 of that. They lack, you're not, you're not allowed to have, to have fun anymore or joke around with each other anymore. And it trains people's brains to be miserable and hate people. I'm not saying that's what caused this person to do this, but there's so many factors involved. You never, you know, from from the school districts on up to who that person's hanging around. And I wonder if they were on drugs, any type of uh, pharmaceutical drugs, because they had mental issues that maybe freaked them out. Who knows? There's all kinds of factors. But the real tragedy is withholding that manifesto because it didn't fit the narrative, and that's a disgrace to those families that are victims of that person. Yes, I agree. I agree, I agree wholeheartedly, Ray. And you're right to a certain extent. I don't know if it – I mean, obviously there was mental health issues. Who knows what that person was on but I think kind of your point being, you know, we, we, we live in such a, a used to, the phrase and the term used to be a politically correct world. But we, now we live in such a, a, and I hate using the word because my boy DeSantis destroyed that word for the rest of us. We live in such a woke world where you're not allowed to joke. You're not allowed to have fun. Uh, people are offended by everything. People have to walk on eggshells. So I think that's kind of the point that you were making, and I, I don't disagree with that. 855-839-1210 is the number. So the next update we get to is what transpired on Saturday night, and it was a big topic of conversation yesterday on the show. We know Saturday evening that pro-Palestinian protesters showed up at the White House, and they were trying to climb the fence. Secret Service was on high alert. They're on the other side of the fence, standing in the grass, basically saying, you know, if you climb over this fence, it's not going to end up well for you. We saw people banging drums, waving Palestinian flags. There were F. Joe Biden chants, and there was also vandalism, vandalism of a gate, vandalism of some statues. And, uh, you know, obviously on Sunday morning, you're really not going to hear from anybody within the, the Biden administration. So Monday comes back around and it's time for another work week. You would think the White House would issue a statement. Maybe the Secret Service would uh, issue a few arrests. And you got nada. The White House silent after the pro-Palestinian demonstrators vandalized its gates on Saturday nights with signs and paint during a rowdy protest over the weekend. Tens of thousands of people descended on Washington, D.C. on Saturday to demand a ceasefire between Israel and terror group Hamas. Protesters could be seen vandalizing the White House fence and wrenching at the gate as anti-Semitic graffiti was left on several buildings along the protesters' path as they marched through the city. Uh, People that went from Freedom Plaza to the White House and Secret Service spokesperson Anthony Guglielmi told Fox News on Monday that the federal law enforcement agencies have made no arrests after Saturday night, and the White House did not respond to multiple requests for comment on the demonstration. And according to Fox, just one arrest has been made in totality, and that was made uh, through the hour-long ordeal on Saturday where an adult male was arrested by the Metro Police Department in D.C., and he was arrested on a destruction of property charge. The department also said it is further investigating acts of vandalism at the McPherson Metro Station and on multiple police 
vehicles. So not a surprise. We've seen what this administration stands for, what they believe, what side, what stance, what slant they have taken. It has been very sympathetic to the Palestinian people, to Gaza, almost borderline supporting Hamas and their right to um, you know, go after Israelis and innocent Jewish people. Yesterday, one of the most out, I mean, astounding comments in the cut sheet was the Barack Obama clip where we were, he was literally trying to basically say, well, you know, there's blood on both people's hands. Nobody's hands are clean. Nobody's Nobody's hands hands are are clean. clean. Uh, This, I mean, guys, this administration, whether it's the Nashville shooter or the pro-Palestinian Hamas supporters, Mm -hmm. it's amazing the stances that this administration takes three and a half years in. It really is. They they, they basically tell you uh, we are anti-Israel. We are anti the white guy, and we are going to defend the groups that have been marginalized in past. It's interesting because I have two clips coming up uh, at 745 uh, for the cut sheet of liberal Democrats who are out campaigning. One is Cory Booker. The other is John Fetterman. And they are getting heckled by anti uh, or by uh, pro-Palestinian. It is unbelievable to me. They can't go anywhere. No. We heard Hillary Clinton get. They cannot go anywhere without mm-hmm. being heckled. It, it, it is. It is. It, yeah. I've never seen anything like it. You could. You could argue right now from many different angles that the, that the left is coming unglued, so to speak. Here, you've got Biden, who nobody really wants to run. Gavin Newsom's laying in the weeds. We'll get to the story later. Fetterman is calling out Newsom for basically running for president without publicly declaring. Then you've got the divide with the squad Dems and Biden. And, you know, Biden has been very, very pro-Palestinian so far, yet it's not good enough for the squad Dems. Uh, this, this, if you're a Republican hoping for the left to come undone and have it blow up in their face here and cost them in elections, I think you love what you see so far. You might obviously, you certainly disagree with their stance, but if, as far as rooting for them to come, because what do we always hear? And Dawn always says it, GOP, Republicans, get it together. The fighting, the, infi- the, the, the mm-hmm. bickering within the party. Now you're seeing it on the left here which is a fascinating turnaround here. I think if Republicans can really rally, whether it's behind Trump or behind Mike Johnson or whoever, and get their you-know-what together, you just kind of look over across the sideline at the other party, and they're like, man, they're kind of a mess right now a year out from an election. Yeah, they're definitely losing support from this. There's no question in my mind mm-hmm. they are. Um, so it'll be interesting to see how much it affects you know, polls six months from now. That's correct. But... It, you know, you read all those polls yesterday. We played some of them on the cut sheet. Like, it's not any mainstream media poll. Like, it's not just these conservative-leaning polls. Any no. mainstream media polls. Like, the the Biden administration is in trouble. They are. Um, and and I think a lot of it, <clears throat> I think a lot of it has to do with with just what people per- perceive the world as right now. That is correct. And you also have people that know what they're talking about within the the Democratic Party and people that have been involved with these sorts of things, such as David Axelrod. We'll get to this story later on. Uh, Axelrod coming out saying that uh, Joe Biden should drop out of the 2024 race, which is very interesting. Yeah, his tweet was a little more um, biting than his comments because I have – I pulled his comments. He was on CNN yesterday. Okay. Um, so he doesn't walk it back, but it's not – I saw that tweet. I was like, oh, man, Axelrod, 
telling telling Biden to drop out. A little more nuance he, to it. He kind of he kind of walks it back a little bit on mm-hmm. CNN. We'll play that at uh, seven forty five as well. All right, eight five five eight three nine twelve ten. One more follow up and update when we come back. George Norcross issues his statement. <laughs> Dawn gave you the Eagles statement in the news, mm-hmm. and we'll discuss this on the other <laughs> side. It's Gale and Company. Great to have all of you and Nick, Dawn, and Greg here on a Tuesday morning on Talk Radio 1210 WPHD. This is the Kale and Company podcast from Talk Radio 1210 WPHD and on the free Odyssey app. Watching the sun rise over the construction sites back by the parking garage, (laughs) over the the sites of Philadelphia. But I'm imagining that I'm sipping a limoncello from my hotel balcony, savoring the sunset beyond the Isle of Capri. Quite a contrast. Yeah, I'm just escaping for a moment. Escape with me, if you will. The Amalfi Coast, Positano, Sorrento. Join me next spring as we discover the wonderful sights in southern Italy with our friends from Conservative Tours. Nobody does it better than Conservative Tours. The Abbey of Monte Cassino, Pompeii. Enough time to see all the great ancient sites in Rome as well, all while enjoying a gastronomical event for 12 days of touring. Olive oil production, a mozzarella farm, wineries, tasting sessions galore. The group dining events they're known for are legendary. Just ask my friends Dom and Ro Giordano. 5267, yes, 5267, and that includes your nonstop airfare while supplies last. Just call toll-free 888-733-9494. Go to conservativetours.com. You'll see my picture, then the full itinerary. Yes, my husband, Larry Menti. My boys, Michael and David, it's our family trip of a lifetime. Make it yours, too. And we'll discover as well Italy's best-kept secret, Puglia, charming villages, unparalleled cuisine. And we'll find out together why so many Italians, the locals, take their vacations in Puglia. Authentically Italian, unspoiled, so picturesque. So come away with me, conservativetours.com. Let's do this. Talk Radio 1210, WPHD. Get us on the free Odyssey app. Watch us live on YouTube, youtube.com slash at 1210WPHD. What's on the cut sheet? That's coming up 745. Dawn will have some news to kick off hour number two, Election Day. We'll give you all the details for Pennsylvania and New Jersey on the other side as we kick off the 7 o'clock hour. But final update of the morning and follow-up from what we discussed yesterday. Um, if you missed yesterday's show, uh, shame on you. If you're late to the party, just remember the following. We start at 6 a.m. <laughs> and um, George Norcross, uh, big businessman, uh, Democratic Party organizer, has been very influential for many years in the politic, ang- uh, the politic game and the business field. Um, and he's got a very nice little suite in a box mm. at Lincoln Financial Field. You could say excuse me, again. excuse me, a big, he's got a big suite. He's got a big suite. Mm-hmm. And it's like the one Dorenzo crashes for Odyssey. <laughs> I'm surprised Anthony Dorenzo was not in there to witness it. Yeah, it's a good, that's a good call by you. Good call. Yep. Yeah. yeah, he can't crash the box all the time. The Norcross box, I said this yesterday, the Norcross box is a few over from the Odyssey box. Yeah, so. he could have moseyed on down there yeah. and uh, grabbed some champagne and then went back and had some more free food. So Norcross, uh, as you look over the box, and you'll see the video on YouTube, is hanging over the rafter, so to speak, over the uh, the ledge, a flag that is part United States flag, and it kind of fades or blends into the Israel flag. Which I personally have no problem with. I think my stance yesterday was, and it's usually a very consistent one, 
when I'm at sports or something that is, you know, supposed to be not political or not social, either. Same thing with schools and hanging flags in schools. We're either going to hang them all, show them all, or we're going to ban all of them. There, we, we don't get to selectively pick and choose. And we said yesterday, well, I wonder how this would have played out if that was a BLM flag or a pride flag. Dawn gave you um, the statement from the Eagles in the 6 o'clock news. We can get back to that in a second. Uh, but if you're watching, you'll see the video on YouTube, Phil, if you can. Uh, let's play the video. And uh, I will read you George Norcross's statement that he released yesterday. And he said the following. Yesterday, I was forcibly removed and assaulted by the non-police security staff of Lincoln Financial Field and the Eagles slash NFL for refusing to remove a 3 by 5 American and Israeli flag that I hung off the box I was sitting in. As a longtime passionate fan and season ticket holder, I have watched the Eagles and the NFL make clear and strong statements on numerous important civil justice issues and ethnic and world conflicts, including supporting the people of Ukraine. So as a strong supporter of Israel, a country which was viciously attacked by the terrorist group Hamas, Less than a month ago, I thought it was an important statement to make. It remains unclear why the Eagles and the NFL believe that the U.S. Israeli flag should be deemed obscene or indecent or otherwise inappropriate, which is what I was cited for and should therefore be ripped down despite both issuing public statements strongly supporting Israel following the October 7th attacks. But as I consider whether to file a suit against the Philadelphia Eagles, the NFL, and the security company, which yanked me out of the box and paraded me in front of thousands of fans, I urge other supporters of Israel to make their feelings known to the team and the NFL, just as they have to universities like Penn and Harvard. Wow. So what do we think about that? And by the way, I thought I saw it yesterday, and I don't think it's a big deal. And to me, it would not be like I would not eject the guy. I'm not bothered by it. But Norcross did put his hand did. on the, the breast and, of the officer. And that's when you can see it because uh, we're playing it right now on YouTube, youtube.com slash at 1210 WPHD. We're playing it on a loop. You can see as soon as he puts his hand on the uh, on the security officer, that's when they escort him out of there. See? Yeah. Right there. And then, that, okay. So do we, think, do we think that he gets to stay in the box if the officer just takes the flag yes. down and there's no physical touching? Yes. I, he, I think what he's... What he's alleging is that because we can't see from the angle that that they the officer put his hand up or put his hand on him first to stop him. And I mean, he's he is angry. You can see that he's angry about it. He kind of shoves off the arm of the second officer in the yellow um, highlighted. um, I don't know, like those jackets you wear if you're jogging at night or if you're doing traffic stops. And see right here, he grabs his arm and now he's like, get off me right there. Yeah. And uh, there's another swipe. So he he actually you could argue from a, from from a letter of the law standpoint. And again, I don't think this is a big issue. But you could argue he put his hands three separate times on two different individuals. Yeah, the, if think, I'm if I'm representing the the security office, yeah. that that's the case I'm making. And if you've, you know, if you've been in those boxes, here's the thing. I feel for both of them because I know a lot of those security guards over the year. They're good guys. You know what I mean? Like, I, yeah. they're, just, they're just trying to. They're just doing their job. They're mm-hmm. just doing their job. Yep. On the other hand, he really feels like I'm sure he felt this was political. And he obviously feels strongly about this mm-hmm. and couldn't believe that somebody actually, you know, he's seen rainbow flags and every other thing. Yep. And so I, I see both of their points. So to me, that's unfortunate. 
I don't know about a lawsuit because, in truth, it's their house. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's, yeah. it's technically it's their house, yeah. and if they say that you can't, you know, if you if if you want to come and put a flag in my house, yeah. and I say no, that's my house. So. So I, 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 I don't say, know that. The, I think he's saying legal stuff. Yeah. I don't think that'll come to fruition. No, I agree with you. And you read the Eagles statement. Their official rule is that there's no messaging of any sort, as I'm summarizing, basically. That's correct? Yeah. The, the, well, he was told, what I think what irked him was that he said, why? Why do you have to take it down? Okay. And in his statement, he's they said something to the effect of, it's offensive. Oh, That's yeah. what set him off. He yeah. said, "Offensive." Well, the I, American flag is a you yeah. know these people were slaughtered. This was a terrorist act. Well, That's I think what got it heated. The problem too is is that there's there's too much. They don't explicitly say because Don read the rules yesterday uh, of Lincoln Financial Field and what they allow and what they don't allow. There's kind of a lot of gray area, and it's up to interpretation. Yes. Mm-hmm. So they should either have a hard and fast rule where there's because I saw. <clears throat> Dawn tweeted out the video yesterday. It got a ton of uh, it got a ton of traction, and a lot of people were saying, "You, it doesn't matter what it is. You're not allowed to do anything." But th- it doesn't explicitly say that. Okay. It doesn't explicitly say no banners, no fl- nothing. It it just says if we deem it offensive. Yeah. So like it's really up to interpretation. I, I don't know how that's offensive. Well, to be they, honest, right? And then they need to have a fa- hard and fast rule. Then they say no. You know, well, no flags was, or no. That was going to be my next question because I was living in the South at the time of the BLM riot summer of 2020. So that upcoming football season, 2020, and also 2021. Yeah. Um, were there ever any BLM flags allowed or shown or seen in Lincoln Financial Field? Because then I would say, well, then there's a precedent of allowing those, despite what your rules might say or whatever you have drawn up that people can read from for what's permitted or prohibited. But then I would say then there, there's a complete inconsistency here. So you're telling me you were allowed to. But if, if there wasn't, then I actually give Jeffrey Lurie and the Eagles credit. Because think about this as well. Jeffrey Lurie, as well as general manager Howie Roseman, are both Jewish. Yep. So the fact that they are consistent and no no flags being shown, mm-hmm. then I will give them credit despite the fact that, hey, I mean, if they wanted to allow that as two Jewish people that are the top two people within the organization, then I'd have no problem with that as well. So, But if they're consistent with it for the last three and a half, four years. But it's the rules of the link, right? Not necessarily the Eagles? Yeah, it's just well, Lincoln. Jeffrey Lurie basically owns the link, right? <laughs> yeah. I mean, what he says goes, I would think. It's yeah. It, I, so I don't know if it's what the NFL. The NFL allows each franchise to set forth its own rules. But to Greg's point, there's a lot of gray area, mm-hmm. and they might moving forward. If I'm them, I'm just going to say no flags. Yeah, just, because with a lot of you know, things, <laughs> just make, make it you know, easier. All of these franchises that operate as a you know an entity within a sport are basically allowed to operate how they will. Remember, just last week the World Series ended. The Texas Rangers were the only team in Major League Baseball not to do a pride night in Major League Baseball. Yep. So there's no mandate that comes down from the league office that says you have to do this or you can't do that. It's true. The teams get the chance to operate how they live, how they wish. Yep. All right. 855-839-1210. We'll come back, kick off hour number two with the news, and then we'll get you everything you need to know, both in Pennsylvania and in New Jersey, Election Day 2023. Back after this on Talk Radio 1210 WPHD. Start your day with Kale and Company. Weekday mornings 6 till 10 on Talk Radio 1210 WPHD and the free Odyssey app.